want answers. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Your mother was a hamster and your father snake of elderberry. I am your father. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 10 of Sharp Angles, where we're, um, we're coming in on the home stretch of phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're talking about some Age of Ultron, um, or Avengers Age of Ultron, as it's more appropriately known. Um, I'm Rich, and I'm here with... Danae and Jeanette. All right. And, and before we get started with our um, Age of Ultron commentary, I have to offer a public retraction. Um... <laughs> So I believe on our last podcast for Guardians of the Galaxy, I we went a little loopy and went off on multiple bunny trails. We very much did. And so first, I apologize for that. And the second thing I had to apologize for is that I accused Marvel and the author of Black Panther for, of taking a black extremist group and utilizing it for a comic book title. And... I should have done my research first, and I am inserting my foot in my mouth here by saying to you that it was not Marvel that took the black extremist group's title. It was, in fact, the other way around, or there is a correlation that could be drawn between the two. We don't know for sure if the Black Panthers actually usurped the name of the comic or not, but it's a logical step we can make in that process. So I apologize I have to retract my rant, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I'm moving right. along. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, yeah, moving along. Um, all right, so we, who, what's, the, uh, configure, what's the configuration um, this episode? We got, uh, I'm a fanboy, of course, um, on this one. Time um, three for me. I think I fall into the category of fangirl. Uh, yeah. I'm a half neophyte on this one, and I'll go into detail on that in a little bit when it's my turn to speak. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah. So, fanboy, fangirl, and a half a neophyte. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, Novafite. No, there we go. I'm a, a Novafite. A Novafite? Yeah. Is that a new category? Did we yeah. just make that like, up? It is totally <laughs> new. No, no, Rich. This is in the Oxford English Dictionary. Didn't you know? A Novafite. All right. Well, what's the, what's the Oxford definition of a Novafite? It's someone who started watching a movie, <laughs> um, found it utterly boring, stopped watching it, and then watched the whole entire thing through. All right. Well, that's... There yeah. we go. Again, right. look it up in the dictionary. It's, it's there. there. All right. Well, that's, that's going in the show notes, so it's going to be somewhere. <laughs> there, might be, there might be a little side note that says, yes, Jeanette and today completely came up with this term. It's not really in the Oxford English Dictionary, <laughs> but it's totally there. Nice, uh, nice. All right, that's uh, sounds good. So, um, so I guess we'll uh, we'll kick it off. Um, so we'll 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 let the Nova fight go first. So we, we, let's let's uh, let's hear what you had to say about some uh, Age of Ultron. Okay, so I watched um, two thirds to three quarters of it to begin with, and I don't know if I was just in a mood or something, but I was not interested in it at all. I found it confusing. I found it. Overall boring. Um, uh, there were some. There were some definite laughs there. I loved some of the dialogue between like 
you know, Captain America and Iron Man, hysterical little stuff there. Language. Yes, mm. yes, it was awesome. And there were some other little sites that I really liked, but overall I felt as if it was a mangled hodgepodge of uninteresting stuff, to be perfectly honest. So I was kind of dreading. I, I turned it off and was just like, I'm done. Um, I've stared at my screen long enough, just going, eh. So I was kind of dreading watching it with Danae last night. But um, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. I still do feel as if it was confusing in parts, and we can go into all that later. But um, but definitely much more enjoyable. And this combined experience of not appreciating it at all in the first place and then, you know, appreciating it the second time around leaves me unable to give it a rating. I really don't know what to think of this movie. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Like, so. I tried thinking about this all evening yesterday, and I could not make a determination to save my life. If you put a gun to my head right now and said, Jeanette, make a determination, give it a, a star or five stars, come up with something, I would not be able to truthfully, uh, honestly answer you. Huh. Yeah. So it's like stumped as far as score goes. I am totally stumped. Yes, it's the weirdest thing ever. Wow. So it was interesting to get Jeanette's perspective on this because we saw it in the theater together. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw it again in the theater together because my mom wanted to see it, which was fascinating. And we sat in the most comfy seats ever in that theater to watch it. Yep. Because um, it was reclined beautifully. Um, and then... Did we watch it at home with Eric? We might have. We uh, well, I think we saw it in the theater with Eric. Oh, we saw it in the theater with Eric. Did we watch it at home with somebody else? I think we did. Keith, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Dang, you're a total fangirl. Um, so this was my fourth time around. Yeah. So this is your fifth. Fifth. Something. We saw it twice in or three times in theater. Tw no, twice, twice in the theater. Oh, okay. Once at home, and this is my fourth. Time. Okay. Um. Overall, I like the movie. I think that Ultron is a terrific villain. I love James Speeder, so I think he... Oh, sorry, guys. Um, my belly's a little funky today. Um, there might be more where that came from. Um, I think he makes a terrific Ultron. I think Ultron is a villain with, with some teeth, though not shockingly as terrifying as the Mandarin. <laughs> As Whiplash. <laughs> That's Whiplash. <laughs> nailed it. Nice. She nailed it. Um, uh, no, not as terrifying as the Mandarin, to be very frank with you. Um, but this idea of this pervasive, pervasive villain that can't be beaten because he has this escape always in the internet and all of these places, it's... Um, it can be actually very unsettling thinking about how much we rely on those sorts of things in our world and how f fractured and splintered the Avengers become in the movie and then how they become a team at the end and the church, you know, build themselves back up. Um, overall, I really like the movie. I, th I think it's a like a solid four, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, me chiming in here, I guess... You know, watch, watching it, I think it's almost exactly the same amount of times I might have watched it one more time in between um, when we were actually starting um, 
the the podcast, I think I, I snuck in a, a viewing, you know, on a on a weekend or something like that. Um, but you know, as as the the fanboy going into this, um, I was kind of like really enamored with it the first time I saw it, um, and you know, thought it was awesome. It was like super cool, you know, like you know, well done. Maybe not as well done as, as some of the other MCU movies, um, but still like really awesome. And then I watched it a couple more times, and you know, I was like, all right, you know, this really clicks. This is, this is really good. Um, but this time, it's it's one of those things where this particular viewing was all right. It's cool. It's great. It's fun. I like the dialogue. The story's good. Villain's good. Everything seems to be like on paper. It's it's everything you want. They, in, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It's got the action, it's got the funny, it's got the, you know, the good villain. Um, it, it had it, it checked all the boxes for me, even watching it, but still I came away with it going, all right, cool, well, you know, I, I, I want to see what's next. You know, I, I'd rather see, you know, I'd rather see what's next than this again. So, yeah. Um, so, in, in that sense, um, you know, it's still really well done, but... You know, it, uh, unlike, uh, for example, you know, on, on last episode, we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and I gave it a four, seven, five and I'd probably watch it every day. You know, like my my 10 year old self would come home from school and watch that every day, you know, from from the the time I went to school to the to, you know, the time in June when I got out. Like, you know, not a problem um, for that one with this one here. It'd be like, yeah, all right, cool. It's on. Maybe I'll watch it. You know, if, I, if I'm catching it on TV or something like that or, you know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't um, aggressively seek to watch that movie. Um, I, so it, I think it sits in the four to five for me. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think maybe the first two times I thought that was a really great movie. And then subsequent subsequent viewings, it's, I think, worn on me a little bit. I think my if we had pulled us, if we had pulled me as a novel fight. As a novafight, yes, as a novafight, um, I probably would have given it a higher score. But I think I'm I'm a little like, oh, yeah, that's again, and so it lands in the in that it was good, but I can't watch it every day coming home from school. Yeah. See, I have to say in that regard, then that I feel as if the movie is getting a. a I don't know. A rough deal here. <laughs> Jeanette is defending yeah. it. The movie well, she couldn't sit through the first and time. And I couldn't. I'm telling you. There must have. I don't know what was going on. I didn't think I was in a bad mood or anything. And I really, really, really wanted to watch this movie. I have been looking forward to this movie ever since we started this whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I guess a little bit after because it came out, what, in April or something? May? Yep. Um, yeah, we're like almost right around... The, the time of like episode two or three is really very in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So ever since, ever since it came out, I've been wanting to watch it. And so I sit down and I start watching it and I was just not motivated at all by anything. And honestly, I really, I, and I told Danae this last night, if I had not watched all of the agents of shield episodes and agent Carter to some degree, I would have been even more confused. And yeah. I, I have to hand it to Marvel in this regard that they draw you in. You have to get completely and totally immersed in their universe, in their universe 
in order to really follow the story, which is on the one hand a great marketing ploy, and on the on the other hand, I, I feel as if it's a little bit, and I hate saying this because I feel as if I might start a, a fight, a la like you know the last podcast we did, but <laughs> but I feel as if it's a little bit sloppy writing. Also, it's a little arrogant, maybe. It's a little exploitative. Let's face it, you're exploiting your audience's desire to be in the loop. Hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. I think though. I was able to follow along. And so this is the interesting part. The more I know about the MCU, the less I like this movie. And interesting. And I don't know if one like I don't know if there's any correlation to be honest with you. It could have just been that I'm sort of worn out from the movie. Okay. Um but I didn't ha- I didn't watch Agent of Agents of Shield or Agent Carter before any of before we went to see the movie in mm-hmm. April. Actually hadn't watched um Iron Man Mandarin version. I'm not sure which one that is. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. And I hadn't watched some Captain, Captain America, America 2 at that point either. Right. I had no idea what had happened with S.H.I.E.L.D. I was blissfully ignorant. Some of the dialogue made a lot more sense. Why they still had the airship made sense then. Like, you know, Mm-mm. I was just like, whatever. It didn't matter to me as a, as a viewer. But now I'm more in the loop. And it still didn't impact me as much as it probably could have or should have. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I still like all the, the breadcrumbs. That's, you know, part of the reason why I enjoyed, you know, watching Ultron this time. Um, Sorry. But uh, I think, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could like really keep, keep going on you know watching the movie because i you know like i kind of got everything i needed you know there's no reason to go back to find more hidden stuff it's just it's all there it's all apparent and if you've been following like i've watched everything there is there isn't a single thing in the mcu that's up till now besides the next movie which is our next podcast for for ant-man that i haven't seen like i've seen it all so now watching this one again with with all of that knowledge it's just like all right cool well you know it's a nice trip down memory lane but you know, there's nothing new for me here. There's nothing like, you know, like, like there's nothing that I can really like, you know, like, I don't know, get, get out of it. Um, you know, and, and as far as the enjoyment factor, it's, it's still there. Um, but it just, it's, it's almost disappointing because when I watch this movie, it's like, man, I really wish it just kept going because I just want to know what's happening. This movie is very good at setting up stuff mm-hmm. and it's very good at establishing the all of the new the new things that you're about to see but it doesn't give you anything more to tie you know to tie you to tide you over until right. that next thing so now you're just sitting there in a, like a holding pattern i mean I, I get it it's the second act of a trilogy in a sense right. cuz you know the the avengers itself is a is a trilogy so i understand that like that second act feeling but there wasn't anything else that i felt really tied or or kept the momentum going either in fact i think it was the exact opposite um that that happened at the end of this movie um you know like getting into this a little bit um at at the end of the movie everyone comes back together for like a in a in a certain way you know yeah hulk's gone because he he feels bad about you know destroying that one city um because he got you know his mind taken over and and he's He's MIA somewhere um, for right, for right now, um, 
Tony Stark decides he's going to take a break because he's he's got to he's got to tap out. You know, his his brain's fried, and he had probably yeah. the most interesting Pro- vision besides Thor um, of any of them that that when they got affected by uh, Scarlet Witch's power. Um, right. You know, he he had the the most the most right. interesting like. Um, you know, like the visions of the visions of what's what's to come. Um, although I think in, in lightning, I think um, for for in depth character moments, I think um, Black Widow had the most most interesting like introspective under her character. So you really kind of feel like bad for her because all of those awful things happened to her, which is good. Which is good. Um, but but Tony is also suffering from post traumatic stress. He's never going to admit that. Right. Is like whether it's a, a it is a vision that he saw, mm-hmm. um, or it is Scarlet Witch messing with her his mind, or Scarlet Witch was messing with his mind. Tony suffering from post traumatic stress, even from Iron Man three, mm-hmm. he's having anxiety attacks. Even from the Last Avengers, even from right, and he's having anxiety attacks. He's it's causing him to make terrible, terrible decisions because right. he's not, he's too proud to be treated for it. You know, right. he, he's not willing to admit his humanity mm-hmm. and, you know, he's Iron Man. He's not, he's not to be touched right. in many senses. So, I don't not know whether... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's for another show, folks. Ankle, not ours. Ankle touching. Ankle touching. We just watched Cinderella and there was lots of ankle touching. Very <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um. So anyway, digress as usual. Um, but the reality of the situation is, however you want to, however you want to um, interpret um, Tony's vision from the Scarlet Witch, he's got post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. and him going away at the end is not dealing with it. I'm I'm a little concerned about him and. You know, obviously the next, sorry, the next installment of MCU movies is um, the um, Civil War, right? Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, that that is the very next. That is the very next uh, movie in the series. Yeah, in which we we have an inkling, or there's a an, a notion, as it were, that perhaps the Civil War has to do with the animosity that is dredged up between Cap and Tony, right? And see, okay, I understand that that is the speculation at this point, mm-hmm. but I felt as if in that case, they did a really bad job of setting it up in this movie. Right. Because yes, it was very obvious that Cap was so royally ticked off with Tony mm-hmm. for what he did. He strongly, vehemently objected to it. But at the same time, it seemed like Tony was trying to get Cap's approval the whole entire movie. So the fact that he would just throw that all away and be like, nope, I'm totally against you now. Um, I'm not buying it. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird because, <clears throat> I mean, the original storyline of, of Civil War in the comics was kind of different. Okay. Um, it's very political. And, that, and they might actually tell that story, which is fine, but there's no basis in the movie universe to tell that story. The, the only way that they can save themselves is if season three of agents of shield is literally going to drive that home 
Yeah, but and I as they as they rebuild all that stuff, you know, too many people with too many powers get placed everywhere, and there's there's only one way to to organize it for the humans, and that's to like literally register their identity somewhere in a database. Um, you know, and, and then the, the, you know, that, that, that's, that's how that comes to be. And you then know, that's when they, you have people taking sides, you know, Tony will be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. It's cool. Um, cause you need to know. And then Captain America is going to be like, you know, go pound sand because you know, these people have rights too. And that's, that's where the battle is going to come in. But I mean, you're right. The, the, the end of the movie they they might as well just been like, yo, man, I'll see you on the field, bro. And then, fe- you know, yeah. fist bump. And then that's the end of the movie. You know, like they, they were having a cordial conversation as Tony was explaining how he's going to go tap out and make a farm with pet with pepper. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that does you know, you're undermining what's about to happen in your own movie series. And it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Unless that's not going to be the plot line. Right. Because let's face it. I'm sure tons of people watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D and then go see Marvel movies and buy into the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Horrible, horrible TV show, but that's beside the point right now. Um, <laughs> she's traumatized. <laughs> I am. Um, you gotta finish it. You gotta, you gotta finish I season one. I did. I still hate it. Oh, you finished season one? I finished season two. You finished season two? You went yeah. all the way through it. I went all the way through it. Oh, man, I cannot wait for those conversations. <laughs> all right, but moving on, moving on, before you get put on a trip. But... The reality of the situation is, is that we don't know what civil war is going to entail, and, right. and there's this is speculation at this point. We do know. So now I'm going to be like a little, I'm going to be hypercritical of the movie because now this is my either fourth or fifth viewing, and Joss Whedon is now out of the Avengers. Which movie. might not be a bad thing. Not upset about it. Because that. Joss Whedon, and now I'm staring at my movie collection and TV show collection right now. I have all the Buffies. I watched almost all of the Angels. I watched, I think, all of the Fireflies when that was on, what, mm-hmm. 15 billion years ago. That's fantastic. Uh, I think it's a creative genius, but he's also a royal jerk. So yeah. he, he kind of is. He's torturing audiences. He kind of he is. Yeah. Here is where I'm going to get a little... Um, very critical of Mr. Whedon, okay? And the first thing is, I hate the way this stupid movie opens. I hate it. I hate yeah, that a little much. I hate that we're dropped into the middle of a battlefield with very little context. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate it. It makes me crazy as a viewer. Well, here, here's the thing, though. It, it was the closest thing to threading, like, threading in the needle around the loop that was the end credit scene of the previous film and literally directly sews it into like frame one of the movie. The so last... it's, it's the closest thing that we get in the entire MCU of that. Um, but I still agree with you that it felt wildly out of place. Howard the Duck? You're threading it from Howard the Duck to that? Oh, oh crap. All right, my bad. Yeah, which, no. which one, which end credit scene? That was Iron Man 3. No, it? Iron Man. 3. It's the mid. No, no, no. It's the mid credit scene in in Guardians. The mid credit scene in Guardians is where you get introduced to, um, uh, Petra and 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 what's his face. No, no, it's not in Guardians. Howard the Duck is the last scene in Guardians. Or is it in Winter Soldier? Might be Winter. I think it's Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's mid credit scene. Okay. Yeah. 
But Guardians is part of the MCU. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, I think it's a ridiculously disrespectful way to open a movie to an audience. I think I don't think in any by any stretch of the imagination was it an appropriate thing to drop us in the middle of a battle scene in Sokovia with everybody blowing up everything. But see, I think right. that they kind of over stretched on this one. I really do. I think they were trying to tie too many um, details together while exploiting too many new pathways to explore mm-hmm. going forward. And I think that they might have gone a little bit overboard because and now Danae was able to answer a lot of my questions, but I was asking questions the whole entire way through. And again, I would have been asking even more questions if I hadn't watched all of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, right. I felt as if they... They put too many threads together on this one. And, yeah. and if we had gotten the facility and, like, the twins, mm-hmm. and, and if the two beginning scenes had been flip-flopped and the Avengers were, they announced that the Avengers were coming and then we get dropped into the middle of the battle scene, I'm okay with that. Right. But the way it was, the way it opened, not okay with the second thing that I am so unbelievably not okay with is at the end, the very end scene before the end credit scene, where Captain Cap is standing there and the new set of Avengers is there. There's what's his name with the the mechanical wings, Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and Falcon. Brody. Falcon. Falcon. Thank you. We couldn't come up with his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet Witch, Witch, and Rhodey, and, did and I the Vision. Him? The Vision, and. He goes, Captain America takes a deep breath and goes, Avengers, ah, uh, yeah. and then done. Yep. That's BS. Yeah. I call BS. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you might not like it, but it was, it's, um, I don't know, it, that's like a whole, that's a, like a, that's a geek thing. Like, I got, I got kind of like mad at it too, but it was like, I don't know, it, it's like they're trolling the fans. Because you want to hear him say it because he says it all the time. And it's just like, oh, yeah, finally. But it's like, um, but it, but it's like, oh, okay, you don't get it yet because they're technically not quite there yet. They're not the new Avengers yet, which is what they are. Like, that's what they're going to become. So, so I, so I, Oh yeah. So I get the I get the whole premature like oh yeah like cut it off oh yeah and that's that's funny and you know but at the same time like my my geek fandom is like all right what you know all right fine thanks dick you know but um but um I don't know I mean I, I'm not that that angry with, with it I'm the I don't know I think more more so um more so I'm I'm upset about the uh, the undermining of of their upcoming plot more than more than that for sure because you know character motivations are just simply not there and like how the heck are they going to wind up telling that story if they're going that way um well i felt as if they rather undermined the plot not the plot but the theme of captain america too also because that was all about disseminating information and how information should be available to everyone and and you know basically the internet was the savior at the end they they put all that info out on the net to the masses. And then all of a sudden the internet is like the absolute worst thing in the whole entire world in, in this movie, because guess what? Every time they kill the villain, he comes back again through the internet. Right. Right. So I was like, eh, 
that's a little, I don't know, dicey? Confusing, yeah. maybe? Yeah, maybe 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 a small oversight cuz yeah. yeah they're they're like well we need we need an avenue for Ultron to be able to get from place to place very quickly more you know like faster than any human being ever like oh yeah just use the internet oh okay it's done let's write this in it was, I, it was easy it was convenient you know what this just dawned on me now this might have been the reason why i was not as impressed with the movie the first time around as i enjoyed it the second time around and that might be because I absolutely love James Spader in Blacklist, which is probably a large part of the reason why I was looking forward to this movie so much. Yep, yep, yep. And I know Danae disagrees with me, and you do too, Rich. I can already tell, but I didn't think he was all that scary of a villain. I didn't think Ultron was all that compelling. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would... I definitely wouldn't go that, that far. Um, I think... Um, I think definitely he, uh, you know, I think he, I think he hit the the nail on the head. Like I, I think, um, as far as a villain goes, you know, there there was some pretty you know, like intimidating things. Like, you know, by far, um, he was the almost the fiercest MCU villain in in the MCU. Like he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. But he's the only one that literally like definitively put the earth in grave danger like did it like you know like the earth was indeed in grave danger if he were to succeed with his plan everyone else thought of doing things to either take over the earth or destroy the earth or do something to you know like you know like massive amounts of people but only ultron actually hit a button and like physically set that whole thing in motion to the point where if they failed in the slightest and during their mission, the Earth would either be like half of what it was or gone. So, I mean, you know, like as far as like villains go, I mean, you know, well done there. But I think Spader's performance was pretty cool. Like, I, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his his take on Ultron. Um, because when you read Ultron in the comics, he's you know, it was basically a robot. He's, you know, like you know, he reads very mechanical, very methodical. You know, like not necessarily that menacing, and not certainly not uh, with as much personality as Spader portrays him. So, well, and I liked how he hated Daddy. He had Daddy issues. That yep. was very obvious, and I felt that was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also liked where he cuts off the one guy's arm, and then is instantly like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, so sorry. I'm sure that's fine. It's going to be okay." Yep. Like, he obviously had a lot of. Com- conflicting emotions which made him more compelling Mm -hmm. and yet at the same time i wasn't intimidated by him at all i was confused by him gotcha i don't know i mean i definitely i definitely see that i definitely felt that that intimidation factor i guess but um and uh ulysses uh claw who becomes the claw um it was the character that had his arm chopped off okay um He's going to be a character in uh, Black Panther. Okay. Uh, so, so you'll see you'll see him again, and when you see him again, um, he'll have a, a different. Arm. Okay, so that's interesting. I like that connection. Um, I mean, there's loads of different like, like I said, the, you know, the breadcrumbs is why you know I, it's the only reason to go back. Uh, besides the fact that I think I picked them all up now, um, to uh, to Ultron, but there's all sorts of crazy stuff in there. Um, 
maybe maybe that's my problem also is that I had the same issue with this movie as I did watching um was it the first Avengers? Mm, yeah, the first Avengers. The first, the first time around where I just fell out of the loop, which was fine. I understood that there were people who would get all the references, yeah. but they hadn't made the movie for people like me. And so I was just like, huh? Yeah, yeah. They... There's no reason for you to be out of the loop. But, yeah. the, but uh, the comic books, I haven't read all the comic books. Yeah, but that, that shouldn't necessitate. I don't think it should either, but at the same time, I mean, I'm I mean, not. I a, haven't read I'm, all the comic books either. I'm not a stupid person, and yet I was genuine. I genuinely had at least a dozen, if not two dozen, questions for this movie. That go figure. I can't remember right now. Hmm. Um, but I don't feel as if they were ever properly explained. Yeah. No. I. I. I can. I can agree with you there because I think there just wasn't enough time. Yeah. You know, like you know, it, it's a two and a half hour movie, and they squeezed like literally every little moment of it with something that they they think they or or at least they felt that they needed someone to see so that when they see something else later they'll go mm-hmm. oh okay you know like mm-hmm. the thing with the, the really kind of confusing thing with thor for example for viewers that don't yeah. know what's going on there like that's important because the reason why he kept going back and forth to asgard or go, you know going to to see um uh what's what's his name i'm sorry uh- Eric. Eric, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was gaining clues that are going to be explained in Ragnarok. Right, of course. Um, which now that I saw this again, seems to be the very next time we're going to see one of the two missing stones, either the Soul Gem or the Time Gem. We're gonna we're gonna see one of those two in Ragnarok. Um, I'm and, almost certain of it now. Which is why it was necessary. So you might not know this, Jeanette. Um, but one of the reasons why Joss Whedon is out of the MCU and his little feelings got white. Well, yes, but the the reason his little feelings got <laughs> is because that scene with Thor in the cave was never supposed to be in the movie. Right. Now I I read all the drama about it beforehand, and the scene with Thor in a cave ended up in the movie because the Disney people over at Disney, the folks over at Disney decided it needed to be in there to set up Ragnarok. This is why we got more of Thor and Thor's visions than we got of anyone else's. Oh, and speaking of that, they didn't explain Captain America's vision or lack of vision. Like, Tony calls him out on that. And I thought that was a pretty vivid moment between the two where he's like, I don't trust anyone who doesn't have a dark, deep secret. Which, let's face it, a human being is supposed to be a little bit more complex than Cap is. And I love Cap. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I do. But at the same time, no one's that perfect. So I agree with Tony. And he called him out on that. And then nothing more. And I'm sure that it's going to be explained further in other movies. But I felt as if that was a significant enough statement that it needed to be at least touched on a little bit more in this movie. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I kind of agree with you there. But... I mean, I guess really it was, you know, just meant to to show that, you know, well, maybe like maybe Cap didn't have time to have a deep, dark secret because he was like in ice for 75 years, you know, like he was and, still and, and his and his literal his literal only regret was the fact that, you know, he had this this uh, this love interest that he didn't do anything with. Yeah, I don't know. Just saying no one's that perfect. Yeah, I guess so. However, okay, I do have to say something that I absolutely loved about the movie, and I apologize that my thoughts are every which way right now, 
I know I'm not on any logical train of thought right now, but um, but I, I did love how they explained how they did not throw in Piper and Jane because let's oh, face yeah. it, it would be so much more expensive with those two actresses in it. That's true. And that's true. The little testosterone fest between Thor and Tony was priceless. It was so <laughs> fun. I loved it. Yeah. No, that was pretty good. Yeah. I also I like the Hawkeye background. Yes. One thousand and it, you know, if we're going to do like some deep critical film exploration, um, I will confess to you that the, our first viewing of this movie was in a theater in which Rich leans over to me and says, "Sorry, guys." Um, he at, like at the midpoint of the movie. He starts to like shake his leg and I can tell he's like, I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I'm really worried. And I'm like, what are you worried about? He's like, I'm worried about Hawkeye. And I was like, yep. what? why? And I knew why. I just wanted to hear it. He goes, they're spending way too much time uh-huh. on, on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about, when we look at, you know, a, a traditional story arc and a plot, plot device here, you give the backstory so that your audience feels when a, a character dies, uh-huh. so it is gutting when somebody when something happens yeah. to somebody. And yeah. as in all Joss Whedon films, we expect somebody to bite it. And of course, he he builds up for Hawkeye to go, and then Hawkeye doesn't go. He he's not. Spoiler alert: Hawkeye doesn't die. <laughs> um, however, originally, I do not think that the person who did die was intended to die. Yeah, I I don't think so either. But I don't know. Like, and that's the other that's the other kind of problem that I have with with um with the movie is you know okay so you introduce a character and right. then you have the character that everyone thinks is going to die joke about the other one dying and right. then he dies like right after that and I'm like right. what just what happened oh my gosh I did not draw that correlation. But you're totally right. I was like, that's pretty sick. Like, that's not even cool. But that moment was so funny. It was hilarious. But it's like, oh, my man, how awful is Hawkeye going to feel now for the rest of his life? He was just joking about the guy, like, shooting him in the head. He just like, no one would know. No one would miss him. I know I know it's all unjust. He doesn't actually want to kill the guy. But it's just like, you know, whatever. He just He just did that. And then the very next thing that happens is, boom, shot up by Ultron. And it's like. Well, you know. Shot up by Ultron to save Hawkeye. It's not right. even shot up by shot up by Ultron to save nameless Sokovian. Right. It's shot up by Ultron to save Hawkeye, who's trying to save a kid. Yep. 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 Still. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it was crazy, and, and I don't and, I don't know. Like, how do you guys feel about the overuse of that catchphrase too? What didn't see that coming? Yeah, you see, you hear it like four times. I'm like, come on. I honestly thought the dialogue was pretty well done for the most part in this movie. No, no, I, I agree. But, I mean, this one was just like, I don't know. That that whole thing was a little too on the nose. Um, it's like he says it. It's like it's it's literally that classic movie death. Right. He's like still standing. He would have been literally mowed down and probably yeah. cut in half by those by those bullets. Yeah. Which the bullets really probably should have gone right through him into Hawkeye. I did think that while watching that uh-huh. scene. I was so, like, at least, at least there should be a few little, you know, I guests. think he moved him. No, he did. He got got. 
there's a point where the medic comes over to see to one of his wounds. Okay. Yeah. And he goes, just leave me, just leave me. And then you see on the, when they're on the boat, on the ship to take them to the airship, yep. you see it's very interesting. It's one of the most interesting visual parts of the film. It's um, Quicksilver on the ground with his eyes closed, and then Hawkeye lays down on the bench, and they assume he assumes the same position as Quicksilver. It's actually a little haunting that mm-hmm. that scene um, because he's wounded. He's he got got by one of the bullets, um, and he won't let anyone attend to him. And he, what Hawkeye says before the the camera cuts away is, "Well, oh, it's been a long day," and and the two of them they're almost touching hands, like he, mm-hmm. you know, and they, um, so. I feel like I wish that scene between Hawkeye and Quicksilver at the end when Quicksilver dies and whatever, it should have been a little bit less, um, what is it, bitter, bitter, what, no, like, like, poignant? It should have been a little more poignant and a little less, like, comedic in yeah. some sense. Yeah, yeah, It was, it was, and then you get the poignancy with Scarlet Witch who, like, you know, unleashes hell mm-hmm. on standing over in a rather low cut shirt. Yeah, <laughs> boobies. Um, there were a lot of booby shots with her. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Safe answer. Um, but you get the poignancy there. But like Hawkeye, like Quicksilver takes the serious one for the team. Yeah. Really, and. Hawkeye just stands there and he goes I should have seen that one coming and that's like no he doesn't say that Quicksilver says I bet you didn't see that one coming I bet you didn't see that one coming and I'm like I wish that didn't happen yeah I kind of felt though that his tone was appropriate for that scene I guess like it it was one last attempt to say yeah I am part of the team Mm -hmm. count me in yeah that's true so, and okay, so as much as I enjoyed the scene with Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch, where he's like lecturing her like she's a little kid and she needs to be talked to and everything, that, I mean, his dialogue was awesome. Loved it, loved his attitude. He was just like, I so don't have time for this, but guess it needs to get done. Um, but if I had her kind of power, I would not be cowering in that shack to begin with. I thought that was a little unrealistic. Yeah, well, I mean, it's possible that. You know, like this this extreme scenario is pulling stuff out of her that she didn't know was possible. Uh, you know, because you know, not too much further in the past, they both got made. It's not like she's always had these powers since she was a little girl. They were both experimented on to give them the powers, which is different than their actual origins, because those two characters. They, they didn't. They were born with those powers because originally they were mutants. But she's totally confident in scheming the rest of the movie until that moment, and then all of a sudden, again, she is cowering mm-hmm. in that little building. I mean, and I felt as if that was way too much of a of a stretch. I yeah, didn't. Bother. I I suppose. I suppose so. You know, I, I don't know. Like maybe it's just like one of those things where, like, caught in the moment, you feel confident, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, there's a hundred of these flying machines running around trying to kill you you might get a little rattled you know like if it was me i'd probably get a little rattled even if i did have all those kind of powers i don't know again i just i felt as if it was 
I, I felt as if they did not show that side of her personality until that moment, and then all of a sudden it was full force. The the mechanism that was needed in that moment was to make her a part of the team, to make the audience know that she was a part of the team. So they used her cowering in the building in order to do that. They could have done it in a different way. It was an easy, sloppy way to do it. That's, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it was. It was. That was the mechanism needed, and they needed Hawkeye to draw it out of her for whatever reason because of X. So they put her scared in the building, and Hawkeye gives her the talk, and she comes out, boom, you know, blah. Um, Scarlet Witch, aren't I awesome? Flap, flap, flap. Flap, flap, flap. I just whispered it. Did they say it louder? (laughs) 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 I'm just saying. Hawkeye, good talk. Good chat. He says good chat. Um, And his character was awesome. I did take issue with some of the backstory that they threw into this movie because, again, it was just so much jammed into one movie. Mm-hmm. But the Hawkeye details, I thought, were very well done. Yeah, no, no, that was good. That was good. I mean, it's good to see him get, like, really his due. Because, yeah. Because, you know, he's been in two two previous movies and had zero due. Yeah. You know, and, and, a lot of, and a lot of the fans that first saw him were, like, writing him off. It was like, why, do, why even bother having Hawkeye? Because who cares? You know, and now, now we care. Like, now we would care. Like, for example, something happens in... Um, you know, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, you know, like, bad to Hawkeye, I'm going to feel some type of way about it. I'd be like, oh, man, that's that sucks. Because, you know, now I'm invested. I'm invested in him, you know, after seeing uh, Age of Ultron, so. I, like, my favorite Hawkeye moment, though, is when he and um, Ed Black Widow are in the Audi at the end of the movie, and he goes, and he's driving around, and obviously it's a an Audi commercial about, you know... <laughs> Because I know what I have are to, so cool. I have I know what I have to do now, and you know, and you think like this big revelation is coming. I I gotta redo the dining room. I gotta make it into like a craft room or something for Laura. And you know, I think that's her name. And I, and and Blackwater goes, "You guys always eat in the kitchen anyway." He goes, "Yeah, who eats in a dining room?" And like, like this very like. He, he promises his wife before he leaves that he's not, this is it. He's going to refinish this floor in the sunroom. And you're like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. And he's driving around. And he's like, yeah, I got another project. Like, something else to bring me home. Something else, you know, I need to do. And, you, like, you get the sense of this, like, family guy. This guy who, like, you know, not just a guy in, like, Robin Hood clothes and a bow and arrow. Right. My favorite moment is when he's. Uh, he's talking to Scarlet Witch, and he's like, there are robots after us, and I have a bow and arrow, and none of this makes any sense. That yes. was so awesome. But I do this because it's my job. Well, and I also like the reference to uh, to the last Avengers movie where Scarlet Witch is sneaking up on him, and he just grabs an arrow, slams it into her forehead, and goes, yeah, I've done the mind control thing already. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, bam. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Take that, girl. <laughs> but I will say... Why doesn't he ever run out of arrows? <laughs> it's, 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 maybe that's a superpower. I don't know. He just always has them. Him and Legolas never runs out of arrows unless it's a plot device. Oh, okay, that's I true. just have to say that comparison was a little inappropriate oh. and disrespectful to Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That was, that was just pretty wild. Just because land of bloom here. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I guess, I guess. Pretty boy. Okay, anyway, continuing. 
Wow. That's, I mean, I guess I just got derailed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a sick, sick Legolas burn right there. Again, it's not against Legolas, it's against Orlando Bloom. All right, all right. Yeah, because Legolas is badass. Totally. Oh. But, um... He never runs out of arrows unless it's a plot device. That's true. That's true. Was there, was there a point where he did run out of arrows? Uh, uh, not in this movie, I don't think. Yeah. Wait, Hawkeye? Are we talking about Hawkeye? Hawkeye. 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 Oh, he never runs out of arrows. Yeah. yeah. But you said unless it's a plot device. Um, well, I feel like in one of the movies, and again. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he ran out in the Avengers. He goes he was up, Yeah, he was up on the top of the roof and he didn't yeah. have any, yeah. Well, he has no more. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, great character, great acting, great dialogue. Loved him. Two yep. thumbs up there. Five stars easy. Yeah. Our Hawkeye. So I guess, I guess, um,. <clears throat> You know, that would probably conclude like the uh, in analysis portion of the of the of the show, and then we'll go. We'll move into the importance of the MCU in the show. And I guess again, I mean, this is this is kind of a no brainer because it's a mainline MCU movie that is all about like this is your payoff for watching the other four or five movies. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Infinity War is going to be the the payoff of watching those four or five movies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, the Avengers age of Ultron just, it, you know, if it didn't exist, then the MCU wouldn't exist almost, you know, it's like, you have to have this, you have to have this story like, and you have to have Ultron's story because it's how you introduce people to the vision, which is a critical plot point. And it's also how you introduce people to the real power of the, you know, the mind gem, which is now in Vision's head, which is going to be really interesting, because I mean, yeah, as we as we should should know, by the end of Infinity War Part One, or at at some point during Infinity War Part Two, that stone ends up in Thanos's gauntlet. So how does it get out of Vision's head? Are that's a sure scary. That's a scary thought. Are we sure it ends up? It Is definitely it? does. Like one hundred percent. In a behind closed doors, uh, like special like trailer viewing, there is definitively when they introduce the two parter to um, to some of the press uh, for the uh, for Infinity War, which happened at San Diego Comic Con this year. They made a sizzle reel with all six stones like floating in the air. And they like you know said a little bit about each each of the stones, and then. There's a graphic of all of them going into the gauntlet, and then Thanos's hand going into the gauntlet, and then Thanos's face going, "Hey," and his you know this crooked little evil smile thing, and you know it's you know like like definitively this is going to happen at some point. You're going to see this dude with this this gauntlet with all six stones in it. So I'm like, okay, I would love to see how they're going to have this happen, and I'm also scared of how they're going to have this happen because that means, you know. Essentially, Vision's, Vision's either going to lose his powers or he's going to lose, lose. You know, like, I, I don't know if there's really any reason to be scared, though, now that Joss Whedon is out of the picture. Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Now, here's the other here's the other thing. Like, you know, they. What what do we think? What do we really think about? The, let, let's talk, let's talk about real quick the the quicksilver the quicksilver death right. We're watching a comic book movie, right? 
And rule number one in in reading comic books is unless they make a big deal about it, no one's ever really dead. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Is is Quicksilver really dead? Like they say, he's, they say he's gone or whatever, and you know, Scarlet Witch is all unhappy about that. But you know, what what, what do you think? Like, do you think that that you know someone is going to feel some type of way? And you know, you know, well, we all we also know that spoiler alert for for uh, Agents of Shield a little bit. I mean, I don't know if the Tahiti is going to happen anytime soon for for Quicksilver, but you know that people can come back because, well, there is a major character that's running around the MCU with, you know, alien blood in his veins, so. Well, and the funny thing is, is that back before the movie actually came out, I read uh, I read an overall review of it, and I'm telling you, this review said that Hawkeye died, but that that was okay because, and this is before I had watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hawkeye had died, but it, that was okay because, you know, something else had set up something that he can just be brought back to life. So, obviously, this writer got that detail wrong about mm-hmm. who died. Right. But, yeah, I think he's totally coming back at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it seems it seems really weird to introduce a character like that just to have them X'd. Before the movie came out, oh, I think. Okay. Yeah, like right before it came out. Yeah. I know, it's so weird, but, but I was so convinced that Hawkeye died until... I think um, during one of our other podcasts or the pre-discussion or post-discussion, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I already know Hawkeye dies. And you guys are like, no, he doesn't. And I was really confused. But I'm telling yeah. you, I'm not crazy. I read this article. No, no, it's cool. I mean. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, but but um, getting back to, like, you know, overall in, importance, I mean, do you, you guys are all in agreement? Like, you know. We're gonna see him again. Yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we're gonna we're gonna see Quicksilver again, and and Age of Ultron is an important piece in uh, in the MCU. I think I can agree that this is an important piece. Again, I just think that this important piece had been constructed a little bit better. Okay. So. I guess we need it. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Jeanette on this one, though. I think it. I think it could have used a heavy. A heavy editing hand before it was ever put into production, or it could have been split into two whole movies. Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards there because that, that was exactly what I was about to say. Like, they could have easily made this two different stories. Yeah, you know, introduced the other characters and had a centralized villain, and you know, had some cool stuff that maybe set up Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I don't know, maybe the movie we're about to watch, they could have actually told the real story. We can get into that discussion when we get when we get there, but but if they if they literally had done it in reverse, and I know why they didn't do it because you're not gonna you're not gonna have your May movie, your your prime time, you know, kick off the summer blockbuster mm-hmm. season movie with with the with the the, the long bet. You're you're not gonna put the you know like nameless character action movie, the movie in Ant Man. You're not gonna put that out in front of the Avengers. And then have the Avengers clean up the the summer box office because you're not going to make enough money. Mm-hmm. I understand how why that's happening, and and they didn't want to like redo the entire schedule because they already said the movie coming out X Y Z date. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you could have threaded so much stuff in there, and who knows? Maybe we'll watch Ant Man and it'll be like completely awesome for different reasons, and 
you know, like expand even even more. But I've heard that, you know, MCU um, tying in wise, there's not a whole lot there. So when we get to that, maybe, I, you know, maybe that that could have been their answer. They just decided not to do it that way. Mm. So, you know, it, because I don't know, you know, like. It, 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 this is my like geek soap soapbox moment, I guess. I mean, I just like I just wanted like you know some things to work out, you know, like a, a certain you know like a certain way. You know, if if it if it was a, a little more cleaner, a little more better explained, you know, how awesome could have two and a half hours of like the you know like a real struggle between Ultron and the Avengers team without you know without having to have the introduction to all those characters. How how cool would have that been? You know, mm-hmm. like, we'll never know, but you know, it, it could have been, it could have been really awesome. Um, yeah. you know, but instead we get, you know, we get what we got because that's just, you know, it's the time that they had, but the resources that they had and, you know, that was it. So. Oh, and let me just state, I will totally watch this movie again. In fact, I am walking my older sister through the, uh, the MCU at the oh, moment. Nice. So I'll totally watch this again. Yeah. Uh, again, my second opinion was much more favorable than my first. It's just. I, I do think that I do think that it could have been better developed, and like you said, through through a, a lot more screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, I guess you know, like sort of wrapping up, um, we got some uh, we got some community feedback. Ooh. Uh, throw throw some of that in there. Let's hear um, it. So, so uh, there's a there's a there's a guy we know. Uh, his name's Jim. Jim Gast. Jim Gast, yeah, that's right. Um, he's got a he's got a podcast. It's called All You Can Geek, um, which uh, you know I'll plug I'll plug for your, for your for uh, your listening pleasure. You can go to all allyoucangeek.net and uh, and check it out. Um, they do a variety show. They talk about comic book movie news and TV shows and video games and 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 the like. And they go on crazy rants and stuff like that. It's it's a uh, it's good stuff. Um, kind of like, uh, kind of like what we do, but a just, you know, a different format. <clears throat> but anyway, um, he started listening to Sharp Angles. So, you know, publicly, thanks for, for listening. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and, um, but, uh, he got to the Thor episode. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my. Okay. So and, this is, no, not me. <laughs> and, and he, uh, he disagreed pretty vehemently with, uh, with the opinions um, that was just, that were discussed uh, during the podcast. Wait, um, all of all of the opinions? Not all of the opinions. I mean, he he definitely stood up, uh, you know, in, in favor of of uh, of Hiddleston's performance, like we did. You know, we liked Tom Hiddleston's uh, uh, Loki character, which was great. Um, but uh, you know, he he really did think that um, Hemsworth was was a good was a good choice for Thor. Um, it just may be saddled by the fact that Thor is Thor. And there's not too much to go with Thor, um, so like maybe we shouldn't have taken out, you know, taken taken uh, both the actor and or the character too much to task because maybe there was a lack of um, there was a lack of su- of substantive um, material um, for for fault. the character, but. <laughs> That's not my fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> Since we brought that up, though, I just have to go back to Age of Ultron real quick. Mm-hmm. Thor did have a few really great lines in this movie. That is in- very true. Where he's fighting with with Ultron, and he's like, "I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as as you know, spirit beats in my chest, 
Okay, I'm running out of lines here. Uh, could we do something? Yeah. That was awesome. Yes. Was- well, and the, and the fact that, like, you know, like the, the next thing that happens is, you know, the character that no one expected to be, like, you know, quote-unquote worthy enough to, to uh, carry the hammer knocks, you know, Ultron silly with it. Um, yeah. And then they have, like, that, that you know, that, that quick banter about like you know this is terribly well balanced and you're just like oh yeah well you know if it's too heavy you know it, it, it you know it doesn't it's no good through the follower or something and i was like oh man that's crazy but yeah, um the, you know and the, the vision is worthy because he can lift the hammer as the litmus test and yeah, yeah. Captain, the other one who can sort of even come close to lifting the yes. hammer and yes, he yes. still failed and he way. still failed but i will say to jim it is not my fault that Thor has no personality. And to make a movie about a character that has no personality is a waste of my time and yours. So in other words, Danae stands by her opinion that Thor is a stupid movie. <laughs> all right. Well, the... Black Horse and discuss this with you all evening long if you would like, Jim Gast. There you go. So, I think the gauntlet's been right here. Call, call out. <laughs> <laughs> Danae, Jim, Black Horse, and Mendham. I think I'll <laughs> be all corner date, date to be determined. Discussion topic. Why there is differing opinions on Thor. <laughs> Thor, boring or worthwhile? <laughs> Just bring in the mic. There you go. There you go. I, I'll, I'll bring in the mixing board. <laughs> uh, I can take about an hour of this, and then after that, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um so with that uh we we always you know we'll, we'll wait uh, is that what jim's got for us well that's pretty much i mean he he, he I, i'll show you the i'll show you the email we can like discuss it in length because we just didn't i didn't have time to share it with you guys but um <clears throat> i'll show you the email we can discuss it on the next on the next show and you know like i talk about some more or have we offended him for the rest of his uh no i think he's still going so you know, I told him, "Hey, man, you know, keep listening, and you know, you know, you know, him or or, or anybody like Corey, Mike, or Tony from All You Can Geek, if they're if you know they want to listen, chime in. Hey, why not? Everybody else that's 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 listening. I mean, we know our subscriber numbers keep growing, so there's more ears that are listening to this show. You know, talk to us. You know, send us a tweet at SharpAnglesBIC or you know, SharpAnglesBaconIceCream.com. You know, like, send us an email." I'm right about Thor. I am right I mean, about Thor. Yeah, I mean, I, Thor fans, you know, come with uh, pitchforks. There are none. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a super call out right there. There is no opinion on Thor <laughs> other than today's started. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there you go. I mean, you know, come on, guys. Like, you know, come on, interact. We, you know, we, we promise. You know, we're we're not. You know, we're not like we're not gonna like you know, <laughs> you know flame you or anything. I'm, uh, yes, I, I guess I guess you unless you're unless you're Jim and then you hold out to the flat horse for, for for serious discussion about Thor. If, if you I mean, want, but if you're interested, time. if you're no. interested in serious discussions about Thor, send us an email. We'll set something up. We got nothing but time. We'll talk all day about Thor. Oh my God. So, uh, but yeah. Um, does anyone else have, have, have anything else before we uh, we uh, sign uh, sign off here? Yep, no. I'm good. All right. Well, um, well, until next time, where we talk about Ant Man, which I think is it. I think this. I think Ant Man might be. Is it the first three Neophyte movie? 
Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll look forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah. So, until then, um, you know, it, it's um, we got Danae, um, my, myself, Rich. And Jeanette. And Jeanette. And then um, we'll see you guys uh, next time on, on Sharp Angles. Take Later. It, take it easy, guys.